It's tough standing out in a crowded and competitive marketplace. There's so many businesses offering the same services. Everyone has access to the same internet, the same social platforms, the same marketing tools and online advertising platforms. So how do we make our clients choose us and not our competitors? Well, that all comes down to finding your unique point of difference, the important thing or things that make you stand out from the rest. And if you're wondering, exactly how do you find that? Well, stay tuned. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. I just want to give a big shout out to all of you to get this episode started. Thank you so much for being here. I know you are all leading very busy and full lives, and I'm very grateful that I am in your ears right now. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast. I'm Kylie Walker, aka That Property Mum. Well, we've certainly come a long way with this podcast, and I'd really love to get it into some more ears. Can I ask you a quick favor before we dive into today's episode? I would be super grateful if you would give the podcast a follow, rate, and review. We all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. I also want to invite you over to my Instagram page. If you aren't already following me on there, that's where I hang out a lot, and I I share a lot more of my personal and professional life on there. So if you'd love to connect with me on a deeper level, I'd also invite you to jump on in and send me a DM. This year has been all about building new connections, and I would love you to be part of it. Speaking of connections, I have been lucky enough to connect with some amazing women and working mums in business this year. Through putting myself out there and doing some networking and reinvesting back into my business through going to retreats and coaching. And what I have found is that even though a lot of the women that I have connected with come from different business backgrounds, our journeys are surprisingly similar and the struggles and challenges we face are pretty much the same which means that the solutions to those issues also translate across businesses as well. So my guest today is one of the lovely working mums that I met on a biz retreat. Crystal Spencer is the co-founder of Winestains, an amazing business located in the lovely Barossa Valley. Now, she started a business with her dad, creating products from used wine barrels And the property management industry has probably emptied a few of them, I would imagine. Uh, They eventually niche down into cheese boards and platters. And as you would all know, a market saturated with competition. Who doesn't love a cheese board? But using a combination of finding their unique points of difference, developing a customer experience and learning to pivot, they've created a business that is able to charge premium prices. So let's dive on in. Thank you, Crystal, for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before we dive in, can you please tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing what you do now? Oh, okay. No worries. Um, 
So I'm in business with my dad and we handcraft grazing boards and picnic products all from recycled wine barrels that we source from our local wineries. And I guess we've been going for nearly 11 years now, um, six years full time, 11 years as like to get to where we are today. And it sort of just started as dad really was a winemaker, had um, sort of the wastage within the wine industry, brought a few barrels home and started making some pieces. And that's when friends and family saw what he was creating and um, it sort of just stemmed from there. Your products are absolutely amazing, can I just say. And there is a few people in my audience that I know that do love wine um, and love a good platter to go with the wine. Um Now, there are a lot of platter options and companies around these days. So I guess the topic of today's conversation is going to be around finding those points of difference. So can you maybe start with explaining how you made your platters stand out from the crowd? Yeah, this was a huge thing for our business to get us from where we were, which was literally simple markets, to where we are today, which is stocked around Australia um, and we sell online. So Finding our point of difference was a big thing because, like you said, there are a thousand different um, cheese boards out there that are more accessible than ours possibly. There are different price points than ours. So finding our point of difference was a massive thing. Um, And so we basically focused on the fact that a few things actually. One, that we are a father and daughter team. Um, We're Australian made and owned. We are sustainable and eco-conscious. And basically the core thing is that we are 100% made from recycled wine barrels. So the materials that we use. The other thing we we did like to sort of go on the fact that we like to give back. So we uh, one design sold equals one tree planted. So there are a few point of differences, but we had to really hone in on that aspect to get to where we are today. One of the the points of differences that you discussed with me when we were at a retreat recently was the the little story cards that go with each of the the platters around the the wine. Can you just explain a little bit about that? Because I think this is a great point of difference. Yeah, so that's actually something we've implemented in the last 12 months, which has been amazing because so many of our customers are obviously wine lovers, which is why they tend to gear towards buying our products. Um, So with every design that we send out, they get to find out um, where the original wine barrel that that specific design um, originated from. So it's another great opportunity to like, you know, vary your, um, like check out different wineries and the place that we're from around the Barossa, gives a little bit more meaning and substance to, you know, the item that they've purchased as well, which we think is pretty cool. That is amazing. I absolutely love that idea. A lot of my audience is in property management and real estate and there's a lot of competition and it's a very competitive marketplace and we all have access to the same marketing and the same advertising portals where we advertise our properties. Um, so how did, did you get started or how did you, you know, find or work out your points of difference? Well, something that we did, which I feel can be across the board, which might be really handy for your listeners, is um, two things. Um, The first one we did was simply to just ask. So this was us um, asking our um, like current customers like what they liked about us that they didn't like, um, why we were the best choice for them, and just getting their feedback and answers, which was really helping us to hone in those points of difference and what we should focus on when we're marketing and telling our story and 
Um, the other thing we did was to be a bit of a detective and that's basically like checking out your competitors, um, noting down the differences between you and them um, and getting just a clear picture on how you stand out from them. I mean, it could be as simple as a price point. It could be your brand personality. It could be your values. Like there's so many things that you can really hone in. Um, and I feel like once you are able to define your point of difference, you can just talk directly to that person and it's just a game changer in, in how you basically end up selling your product. So we'll break that down. I think that's uh, amazing. So surveying your existing clients is great um, and then, yeah, checking out your competitors, doing um, we call it a secret shopper where we go around and, and check out you know our, our competition's uh, management fees and, and services that they're offering as well. So that is great advice. Um but talk about what maybe some of the changes that happened in your business once you identified those points of differences. So when we first started, what we did, we produced every product under the sun. So we did grazing boards, we did picnic products, we did furniture, we did tea lights. So really defining our point of difference as also, I guess, niching down in who we are, who we served and what we created. So we now predominantly just make grazing boards and we focus on that aspect with the point of differences and how we've really niched down into our specialty um, and the go-to brand for what we do in our field. Um, so being able to, I guess, talk to our customers, understanding what they wanted, understanding why they came to us was a really, really big thing in um, getting clearer and I guess, yeah, just really honing in on that specialty. So your product would be considered premium I'm, I'm assuming um do you think that finding that point of difference has created your premium price point and whether that's a product or a service um and i guess what i'm trying to say is if you've got those great points or those defining points of difference you are able to charge a premium price for your product or service yeah, I mean, and that also comes down to when you've done your research, when you're looking at your competitors and how you're finding that point of difference. Um, and so, yes, we are premium and those point of differences allow us to do what we do and charge what we charge because, A, we are the experts in the field and the best of what we do in what we produce. And it's also because of the materials and things that we use as well. And that point of difference alone has, you know, allowed us to um, be sought after by particular retailers and stockists. Um, We have also real estate companies and things that we work with as well. So it just separates us and it just gives your customers or clients that clear base and understanding of why us versus them as well. So another topic I want to talk to you about is, and which we again discussed at the, um, the retreat we both attended, was, you know, you were saying how your dad is heading for retirement sort of age and you're, you're looking at, you know, pivoting the business. And I think that's a really valuable topic to talk about as well, you know, especially in real estate, you know, we have different economic climates, which we're going into a different economic climate now. Interest rates are going up. Uh, it can, you know, the economy is a bit tighter. Uh, and, you know, we've been through COVID like most businesses and we've had to pivot and shift and change. So talk to me a little bit about um, how you're going about now uh, approaching pivoting your business. Oh, that's a really interesting question. There's a lot of things I'm doing at the moment. Um, the first one um, in the interim is I'm developing another stream of 
income through a digital course that doesn't have to heavily rely on my dad um, to physically make these products. So that's one thing. The other thing is also honing in our business. So we're getting even like niching down even more into specific areas of products that we want to focus on so that um, we can maybe train some other people up to, to help us make these products and dad can step back. And there's just a new sort of idea in the pipeline in regards to what what we could possibly do moving forward, which I haven't yet formulated 100%, so I won't go into that. But um, that's just what we're doing at the moment. But, yeah, pivoting is a big thing. I know that when COVID hit for us, it was a massive change. We um, predominantly wholesaled our products. And when COVID came along, all the retail shops and things were closed. So we had to pivot like there was no tomorrow. And um, it just changed how we structured our business to be able to sell more online and have that online presence versus having the stores be that that face for us. So, yeah. No, that's brilliant. I think it's so important to to be able to be constantly looking at your business and reviewing it and looking for new opportunities. Um, a pivot that I made uh, a few years ago in our business was we had a lot of managements that were, you know, at the couple of hours away, like the Gold Coast or the Sunshine Coast. And, you know, it was taking our team, you know, a day to go out and do, you know, three inspections and it wasn't, it was costing us money, it was costing us time and they weren't servicing our clients back closer to home. So we had to kind of make that pivot and that shift to go, okay, we need to get rid of those portfolios, stop managing out there and just hone in on our local market where we can give a way better service. And I guess maybe we could touch on customer service as well um, in this conversation because um, I feel like that's something you guys are very, very good at. And um, talk to me about some of your customer service touch points, elements, how you create that unique experience for your customers? Yeah, so a big thing for us is to is our customers and especially I guess with a higher end product, we want to be there for them um, whenever they need. And for us, a really big thing is even after a sale is made, we really want to continue nurturing our customer, you know, after that as well. It's not just about, yes, 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 let's get a sale. I want to really like continue that relationship with them. So um, for us, a lot of it is done um, through email communications um, and also through social media as well. And especially with email communications is a big one for us. I have set up specific automations within the business so I can nurture my customer post service. Like, um, for example, if they do buy a cheese board, you know, I, I show them how to maintain. If they've got any questions, they can get in contact by email and reply to us. It's just letting them know that we're there and we're available to help. Um, so that's a big thing for us um, within our business. I think that's something, the nurturing is something I think can be really improved on in property management. And while you were talking then, I was just kind of thinking, um, I've had an idea about automating some some stuff in our business, in the property management side of my business. And it's definitely something that we need to work on. So you can recommend that that is a really important step in the customer journey. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you want your customers to feel like you're there. But also being able to automate on the business side, being able to automate what you do in your business and nurturing that way, them that way frees you up and allows you to do more for your customer because you're not in your email 24-7 like replying to every single email or, you know, it's sort of like that 
streamlined process. So it gives you that time and freedom to like nurture them in other ways as well. I actually do teach a lot of that automation and nurturing in one of my digital courses, the Growth School, for anyone that wants to jump on in and uh, take a, a look at that course. I do break that down in one of the modules there. Um, but moving on from that, um, I love personal development and I'm just wondering if you could share a tool, a resource, a book or a podcast that you think will help our listeners. Um, yeah, I do have a couple, but the first thing I want to say is like, don't, don't ever let the fear of failure stop you because I see this happening so many times and it just breaks my heart because no one should be afraid of failing ever. You learn so much from that. So I just wanted to get that out. The one um, book I would love to recommend, it's called um, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber and it was actually recommended to me by my business coach and I have read it a couple of times now. Um, in a nutshell, it sort of sets you up um, within, within business to stop working in it as opposed to on it, but it's got so much value in there. So that's just one of probably many recommendations I have. I know. They, I, I've got a um, a pile of books ridiculously high beside my bed and I keep wondering when I'm ever going to get time to read them. And every time I'm on the podcast and somebody recommends a book, I'm going to, I jump straight on Amazon and order it. So um, that will be added to my pile after this episode. Um, now, how can our listeners connect further with you? Well, they're welcome to follow our journey on Instagram, which is winesanesbarossa. Um, or they can just check out our website at um, winestains.com.au and, and see what's going on. Fantastic. I look forward to watching your journey and the evolution of your business. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so very grateful for this conversation. Thanks so much. Hey there, I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend. 